1: This is uh, Andy Liu. We are Lightyear's Pod with Samus Fendiari. I guess we're on episode what?
2: 41. The Dirk episode.
1: See, there's no Warriors. So there's no Warriors. I, mean, I... I just looked it up. I didn't know any of them. So there's we're going to go with Dirk. no number 41s in Warriors history? Do you August? know Jamal Wilkes? Oh, come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 1975. I mean, you know him, but it's 1975. He's a Hall so of t- Famer
2: i okay, I'm not yeah, not pretend but like, I know everything about his career, but he's legitimately one of the few warriors in the Hall of Fame. He was on the Showtime Lakers. You should know who Jamal Wilkes.
1: Yeah, you know him, but it's like I'm not gonna pretend like like I'm gonna have like a memory so that's, of that's Jamal. That's where Wilkes. you and I
2: are different. I, I completely pretend I know everything about him.
1: <laughs> Fair. I mean, I'm just saying. I was too. I was negative 16 years old. I don't know who. Who Jamal Wilkes is when when he put on a Warriors jersey. So, anyway, we've got we've got these guys. We've got the gentrification of light years pod today. That's how I wanted to introduce these two: uh, <laughs> Drew Schiller and Grant Lifman from Warriors Outsiders, superstars.
3: <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I don't know about that. You, wait, Drew's on this too. Oh, uh, great! You thought
4: you were you thought this was a solo thing? Well, I, I don't. I mean, they said superstars. So I just figured. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So is it gentrification because of the Burling game angle or is it because of the uh, the stuff on TV? Which one is it?
2: I mean, there's there's many ways to go with it. It's all of it. It's it's okay. the all-encompassing gentrification. Okay. Um, also, you know, we got to give you credit specifically since you since you started calling Pat McCaws games 3 days <laughs> ago. He's decided to finally play well. So just take your victory lap. Go ahead.
4: I, oh trust me i've already done it uh me and pat we were we worked for hours together down in Santa Cruz, and uh he was just he was just needing my voice because steve kerr's voice just wasn't resonating with him anymore so he needed uh he needed a change of pace
3: yeah for sure it is that's why pat mccaw didn't shoot well until he left santa cruz and came back to the warriors yeah that's the reason drew good call dude
1: Didn't he go like two for eight in that second game? Two for
3: eleven.
4: Oh for five from three. But guys, his presence was spectacular, and that's why the Warriors won that game.
2: I gotta say, I was, um, I'm, I'm uh, on the everyone's freaking out about a 22 year old not being like up to the same level as like the Warriors vets on the bench, and he's gonna be fine. And then when I started seeing him going two for eight in the D League, I was like, I might, I might be wrong here.
4: But the what league? The what league?
2: They, they change the letter every... Next year, it's going to be the X League. I don't know. You know. No, yeah.
4: no, no. Gatorade paid for the rights for the next 250 years. So. Until <laughs> uh, until until Vince McMahon takes over,
3: and then it's the X League. Oh, yeah, that's the other... That's that's how it's going to be. Or it's uh, going to be yeah.
2: clean-cut fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, family-friendly stuff. You know, Drew and I are definitely on uh, the team of be very patient with Pat McCaw. And not only that... Maybe a little blessing in disguise for the Warriors because maybe that big payday will not come from him for him, and uh, the Warriors will be able to keep him next year as a restricted free agent, as opposed to letting him go when he gets some crazy three-year, twenty-one million dollar offer somewhere.
2: Yeah, I can't really see that. I mean, it only takes one team, but I'm just trying to figure out who's going to throw him that Tyler Johnson. You know, hey, we're just going to backload twenty mil a year for each year of the last two years. Like, I don't, I don't really see that mm-hmm.
1: happening. Listen, listen, listen. We're not starting this pod about Patrick McCaw for the first 20 <laughs> minutes, all right? So so we're going to jump. Actually, I wanted an intro of kind of how you guys started and how you guys ended up on every single TV in every <laughs> single bar that I've ever been in after Warriors games. So,
4: And you're in a lot of bars. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
4: <laughs>
1: so what, what happened? What started? What, what, what went on, man? You guys got a story?
4: Great. Hey,
3: you Drew, take you the all... floor. Uh, no, oh, you... wow. Look the at floor. us. Just, uh, just good teammates. Always just sharing the ball. Um, also, by the way, Andy, uh, the only things that, so Drew and I, especially back when we started on TV, uh, the only pictures I would get on my phone every day of like, Hey, I'm watching you would either be at a bar or a gym. I don't <laughs> think anyone's ever turned on our show in just a regular home. I think I, I, it's only bars or gyms. So, you know, thankful uh, we're thankful to all the gyms and bars that are listening right now on this pod. I uh, really appreciate you, but, uh, <laughs> Drew and I, uh, we've been friends for a very long time, or at least I thought so. And uh, we came up through Burlingame game together and uh, B game there there you go. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we you know we kept in touch of just in the way of warriors basketball. We'd always talk to each other every day about warriors, et cetera. And drew was obviously going the path of, sports broadcasting, being a sports analyst, he was doing Pac-12 Network and Santa Cruz Warriors and all these different things. But I was down in L.A. doing God knows what. And I say to Drew, you know what? I have an idea. Let's what if we work on this together? We put together a pitch for a show. And, you know, to make a very long story short, it just it was the timing worked out perfectly. And NBC Sports Bay Area uh, was ready for a show like that. They gave us a chance, and we were just very fortunate that uh, it's also really nice that a team like the Warriors doesn't—they just don't lose. So uh, it makes people just happy to watch anything that's put on. So you know, I was—I would always assume that makes your
2: show difficult because it's like there's no there's no crisis, there's no. um, I mean, it's just hard to drum up interesting topics for a team that's like they'll be fine, they'll be fine.
4: Uh, Exactly. Crisis? Did you see? How Steve Kerr disrespected the game of basketball on Monday night? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, there, there, there have been plenty. There have been thirteen crises this year with their. They've lost thirteen games.
3: Crises, I think. Crises. Is, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, but you're right, Sam. It really, it really is true. Drew and I have talked about this before, and unlike uh, the post game show or pre game show, uh, they have a lot of sound to go off of. They're listening to post game and pre game talk and all the media scrum and they have a lot of highlights to show drew and i just you know we talk analytics trends what we saw during the game uh what to look for and those things so we have to really spice up as much as we can on our own and sometimes it really is kind of hard doing it when it's just oh yeah the warriors won again by 25 points and blah blah blah
4: so yeah. we do that by reading off some of your guys's tweets we do <laughs> that's, true. Just, that's
2: true i mean andy's are mostly nc-17 so i don't know that's a great idea but
4: yeah we 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 steer clear of andy's account when i said you guys i meant sam yeah
3: (laughs) there to be fair andy says some words i don't even know and i don't want to admit it because it's like i I don't feel like i'm young or cool if i
1: don't that's
4: because andy's like 19
3: okay good point
1: (laughs) uh close enough 26 but um um I write as I, I try to write, so I think this might be one of the last years I write, and I get the exact same issue that you guys have. So, but we talk about this a lot. At least this week, we do have something finally um, that's hilarious, right? We've got Steve Kerr pissing people off, pissing the old people uh, off, and other players on other teams like Jared Dudley. I've, I noticed has, uh,
2: specifically it's all the coaches or the ex-coaches who want to still be nope. coaches, like Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Like all the disrespect. Yep. Yeah, I would never do that. Why I could coach the Warriors, my career would be totally different.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: when no, is Mark
4: Jackson next doing a Warriors game?
2: Oh, it's in really? finals. A- <laughs> well, the Warriors aren't on the Saturday night game this week. Oh, wait, no, it's the All Star weekend. What are we saying? Um, actually, that works out well for, for Steve. I wonder if he specifically picked. Right before the All Star game, because he knew Mark Jackson would comment on it, he's like, "Let's it, give this like twelve days; <laughs> and he'll probably forget about it."
3: There's an ESPN game February 28th is a Wednesday at Washington. That nobody he only
4: does West Coast.
3: I'm gonna say uh, Lakers, ESPN. <laughs> uh, no, nah, he Wednesday. doesn't only do West well, he's Coast. He's gonna
2: because... do Warriors, uh, Thunder the Saturday after All Star, for sure. He so. is um
3: that's a that's a Saturday oh it's an night. abc game yeah, yeah, yeah oh good call yeah absolutely absolutely
2: that'll be yeah the, so that'll be the go. moment the the caterpillar will have his moment
4: <laughs> we will be <laughs> we will be listening to his uh analysis i put that in air quotes to yeah. uh to talk about that on the show after that one for i sure. mean I give
3: the guys credit
2: i can't decide if i if i prefer him like kind of shading you know like kind of backhanded insults at Kerr or just complaining about the refs I can't decide which is worse so
4: well it's more Van Gundy who complains about the refs
2: that's true Jackson the last three games has made a point to uh, let every warrior know that they fouled him and why are you complaining you know he's always like Kevin Durant what are you complaining about you fouled him but then if it's a Rockets game Good, good move by James Harden. Let the ref know. <laughs> good move.
1: Yo, to be fair, the Warriors have stopped complaining for the last week. So, you know, congrats to those guys who finally found a way to stop whining after every obvious foul call. I mean, they might be right sometimes, but it does get—I mean, it was getting pretty ridiculous for the last. Well, you could say a couple of years, but the last month, two months of this season was pretty like. I mean, even Steph Curry was getting pissed. And I mean, he was getting fouled, but it was getting to the point of I think it was it's kind of overblown, like player ref kind of thing. But the Warriors were letting it get into their head where it's just like they expect to get every call because they're the superstars. And it's like sometimes refs are humans. And it's like, look, like you guys are going to win anyway. Why should we give you these borderline calls? So, I mean, at least they're starting to do that. So, I mean, that's a good thing besides just a uh, Kerr letting him screw around and coach themselves.
4: And then Joe Lacob tried to get naked on the sideline and he got in trouble.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna to have to change the name of your podcast soon. It's gonna be "Keep Your Clothes On" or something. What he oh, That was a good I, one. I, you know what? That was, I was just the worst joke. But there was what was the the language that he said? You, disrobe. You know, I you told disrobe. I was can't disrobe. Disrobe. Disrobe podcast. Yeah, know? I gotta say and that's
2: that's it. by far the most endearing part of. I I don't know. I I I generally enjoy owners who who get, who act like irrational fans on the sideline. I do not enjoy owners who act like irrational fans while making trades, but um, right. on the sideline, it's, it's fun to
3: see. So like a Steve Ballmer, or your Mark Cuban. Yeah. You like I, all that.
2: Exactly. Oh, you know, I've always been team Cuban for that reason. I I'm never a got, huge Cuban fan. I, I never got why people had an issue with him, you know, kind of sitting, he basically acted like he was a, a college kid in the front row of a game for like a decade and a half, well, maybe not so much with the Mavs, but at least when they were good.
3: One Listen. of our, Oh, I'm sorry. One of our close friends, is a Clippers fan. And during the Donald Sterling years, I just, his favorite story ever was when Baron Davis was playing for the team and Sterling sat in the crowd and was yelling, you're fat. And like, what are you doing <laughs> on the court to Baron Davis? And was like, that's the owner of the team calling his own player fat. Was actually like, who, by like the way, always sat
2: like leaning back with his huge gut hanging out, too. Yeah, it's just, it's just a great visual when you have like the obese, over you know, old man yelling at yeah. athletes, you're fat. Just great <laughs> yeah, who would have
1: thought he would be racist? Yeah, go on, Andy. Or so, <laughs> no, I was, I was just saying <laughs> now we know who Sam is voting for in 2020 2022 yes. or whatever it is. The Republicans were known as for Mark Cuban, no. so. Can oh,
4: <laughs> okay, Cuban, okay. oh, Cuban's going to challenge Trump?
2: I mean, we, <laughs> like, might, as, we might as well have them face off in WrestleMania at this rate. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure, why not? What's the difference? Um, so we do have to get to Steve Kerr at, cer- at a certain point here. I actually, I was thinking this morning um, just the way Steve Kerr went about it. And of course, being the homer that I am, immediately thought of Steph Curry and their relationship <laughs> together and how they build with the Warriors, right? To me, it's kind of interesting the way they're very secure in how they view themselves and are open to do pretty much anything even if it makes them look bad like Steph Curry who's I mean if I was Steph Curry I don't know if I would want KD I mean I probably would because I want the titles but right if you're Steph Curry you're like hey I'm gonna lose a lot of airtime I'm gonna lose money I'm gonna lose shoe deals whatever it is right if I had Steph's talent
2: I would be shooting like I was Kobe at his every last time. game basically
1: yeah every time and with Steve Kerr are you really like there are already people out there that that say like hey Steve Kerr I mean look at LeVar right hey Steve Kerr doesn't coach all he does is roll the ball out there it's like how people said about Spo when LeBron was there but and then so Steve Kerr actually does what people are making fun of him for and just says yo like David West just go ahead and run the huddles that's that kind of thing uh, if you're if you're very sensitive to criticism which a lot of players and really humans are you wouldn't do that so it is interesting to see both guys are, are aware of that and still don't care I, I just it's rare at least to me you don't see that across nba or really like sports
4: who's the guy's name you said a second ago it began with an l laval <laughs>
3: Levo- who yeah we don't we don't say his name on our podcast. Right, we well, it's lonzo ball's father it's lonzo
4: ball's dad yeah. <laughs> yeah um also by the way just uh, off a off your point of the that pod? you just made <laughs> oh, oh big time friend of the show he's gonna come you, on tomorrow night actually yeah yeah
3: we're actually uh doing uh we're going out to lithuania to talk to him out there <laughs> uh but uh tyron lu today was like when they asked him if he would do what steve kerr did with letting the players coach um this is his exact quote he says i wouldn't do that they already said lebron's coaching the team anyway so if i give him the clipboard they're really gonna say it so really in truth it's like yeah he kind of said what you're saying exactly Andy is that you know people say the team could coach itself and Steve Kerr just goes oh really there you go and uh it worked
4: but it just shows you how secure and comfortable Steve Kerr is i mean he he knows that uh what did he say tonight he said that we live in an insane world because yeah
3: Oh, you Um, want me to give you another quote? Unbelievable. Okay. He
4: says, I've been... Well, we just recorded our podcast right before we started with you guys.
3: (laughs) I've been quickly reminded today of what an insane world we live in and how everything now is just a story and constantly judged and picked apart. That was for uh, 95.7 The Game. He said that today. He's not wrong. No, he's not.
1: I mean, he can can go out there and play Anderson Verja and lose a Game 7 in the finals and still have a job. I mean, he's got to be the most secure coach of the league outside I mean, of Pop. I think that – They on, have
4: no. told him to do that, <laughs> obviously.
2: I think that's where the security, though, speaks to when you have a front office completely aligned with your coach, right? Like he knows Bob Myers is not going to fire him for one or two. Like he, he knows he's good, and it's like the same type of situation Pop has in San Antonio or Spolster in Miami, Uh, And that's that's the difference. Like Ty Lue probably goes into work wondering, you know, know, if we lose three in a row, am I going to get fired? I don't know. Maybe the the guy before me did. Right. So um, it it all kind of funnels back to like having a streamlined organization.
4: But well, and you mentioned Bob Myers. I mean, he was the uh, he was the team mom who came into practice and basically said, hey, everybody stop yelling at the refs. And that seemed to work. I mean, the Warriors haven't gotten uh, many technicals since then. Although, did Draymond pick up a t? Like, I think he. I think that may have been the game that night when he got ejected. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You, well have say, you have to well, say you have to say it to
2: Draymond and give sense. him about a week to digest it, and then, yeah. and then it's better. So it's like you, you, you don't want you don't tell him before the biggest game. You tell him a week before the biggest game.
3: It was in last night's game that uh, Clay Thompson was very animated against one call. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It was he was the only one that got animated, and it was just a really random call for him to just freak out about. Leave it, leave it and- to
2: Clay to freak out while they're up thirty
3: <laughs> against Phoenix, like to pick his moment. He was,
4: <laughs> he was just mad that Draymond wasn't dialing up any plays for him.
3: Yeah, I know. He's throwing alley-oops for Omri Caspi. Omri Caspi, he, doesn't Caspi. Get, he doesn't get Clay his normal shot. And so it was just interesting <laughs> to see everyone else is pretty calm, relaxed, having fun, and there's Clay Thompson freaking out.
2: So we, we got that, that brings up, we got, to, we got to go into the question of which Warrior player, now that we've seen at least three of them take the clipboard for, you know, five minutes at a time, which Warrior player do you believe has a future in coaching? Or actually, well, will pursue a future in coaching. That's a better way to put it. Like I think there's, I think we all agree there's a handful of players smart enough to coach.
4: So Sam tweeted out last night during the game that we can all agree that Clay is unquestionably the worst <laughs> coach of all. Right? I think that's what it was. I,
2: I think I, I said <laughs> least likely to pursue coaching. least likely. <laughs> actually, I got some good responses to that. It's just everyone assuming he's going to be on a beach somewhere for yeah. thirty years. There's a couple so people the coaching you know, or he'd be uh judging miss hawaiian and stuff like that <laughs> okay, yeah, and,
3: and, and, and rock Rocco, will be 38 at that point he yeah, will <laughs> exactly. be perfect drew who well, you got th- i
4: mean the obvious uh thought is that it'd be andre Igadala, although Igadala was asked about that before the season and he basically said that he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't think that uh the players will like him because he'll be too sarcastic and mean although wasn't it one of you who tweeted out a link to uh or just a screenshot yeah. of his comments that, that he would
1: do amazing. it if the price was right. Yeah, that was Marcus's piece. Um I don't, yeah, think, I
4: don't I don't
2: I don't think Andre has the patience to coach. I don't think yeah. he um he's he's too smart and he's too oh, he thinks he's definitely too like he he just doesn't have patience for people who don't aren't on his, his waypoint. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or like yeah, exactly. He doesn't have patience for people who who are too slow for him, basically.
1: He's I mean, gonna... I just think it'd rub people off the wrong way, but I think Draymond would do the same thing. I think Draymond would be the same. I think you guys would be shocked. You guys would be shocked who I'm going to pick, but it, it has <laughs> to be Steph. Like for me, it's it's someone who, like I don't think he's the smartest guy on the team, um, and I don't, like he doesn't have the highest IQ, but um, There was now I forgot. It's probably Marcus who wrote it on, on Stefan, how uh, he felt about talking about like societal issues and race and politics and all of that when he first got into the league into now right now that he's two time MVP, two time champion, all of that. And he's kind of grown into that voice and he became self-aware and like really tried to learn what people would think and actually cater to that. Um, in order to build this type of image or brand that's still himself, right? Still himself um and is still true to him. So I think that kind of lays into he'd be able to relate to everyone, like a role player. I mean, his best friend is like Ken Basemore, right? That's some well that's a role right. player, and then and then obviously superstars that are just like him. So he'd be like a Steve Kerr, but like he was but he's also open to more things, like kind of like Steve Kerr, actually. Um, just in terms of relating to every single person that's on the roster, because that's what Kerr does. That's so well. That's why I mean, that's why Iguodala like took took a bench role, and the rest of the guys are. I mean, Caspi loves them, right? So, I, I think part of that is what would make Steph so great, and and the other part of you just got to be open to things if you're a coach. Like if you're Steve Kerr, you got to be open to playing small, which is what he doesn't want to do, and you got to be open to running, which I don't think is his first choice, right? Like running up and down, playing high paced basketball. So. I mean, those are traits that would make a good coach. I think Steph would be the one. But
4: usually, usually the best players don't end up being the best coaches. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. It-
1: I don't think
2: Steph like. Yeah, you know, just like all right, just you know, just put your elbow in and make ten threes in a row. It's not the <laughs> right.
1: Right. No, I, don't, don't, he, I don't know if he'd do that though. That's like that's something Draymond would would say about like defense. You know, that's something unreasonable Draymond would say. I don't think Steph would. He I think Steph would be more like okay, if you can't shoot, then take it to the hole or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I I'm, I'm think just if saying.
2: you're if you're thinking easygoing or someone who kind of like just can get along with a large variety of people than Sean Livingston's. That's the the guy I was
3: going to say. I'll
2: I'll let you take it then.
3: (laughs) No, no, I I was just going to say, I I personally, all three of them don't seem like coaching is where they're going to end up. I think Draymond is just destined for TNT. (laughs) <laughs> uh in in the studio i think that's where he's gonna be great it, if he doesn't very I fair yeah, does. exactly that's where draymond will go uh steph curry has the opportunity to go many different places and i, I just I actually wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't with nba after he's done but sean livingston is the type of player exactly like drew was saying you guys are saying in terms of the role player who has the calm and collected very he's he, he seems like a little bit of an intellectual in that he, he at least like thinks, but um, you know i I just i truly believe that sean livingston has the temperament to be a nba head coach just the way he's kind of handled his whole career and how he handles being in the role he is as a warrior
4: you guys are idiots i want to play for nick young (laughs) (laughs) i mean that'd be fun i
3: I mean i would do (laughs) want to get so i do
2: I want to get into what Coach Swaggy would be like, but um, I was gonna say, I think Draymond is going to be a college basketball coach. I just, oh. I, I, I could, he, he carries. It. First off, college basketball coaches are bigger stars than the players, so that fits Draymond. He'll like that. He, mm-hmm. we know he likes recruiting. I mean, I God knows what <laughs> kind of recruiting he does for Michigan State right now. He's he's in constant contact with every player there. Uh, wow! What are you a, a implying? Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that's totally his game. I think he. I think he'd be a great college basketball coach. I think the whole like rah rah yelling and kind of like hyping, you know, just kind of hyping guys up in general, totally plays in college basketball more than it does in the pros. I I agree. Draymond coaching a bunch of you know 25 to 30 year olds, 82 games with that attitude, like. It's, it's gonna wear wear thin but it totally works yep. for college basketball
4: oh i agree with you big time there i think that he would uh he would be able to recruit uh, as well as anybody in the country i think that he would be smart enough to hire great assistants for x's and o's yeah no it's totally
2: like calipari or um like sean Miller. like he, he kind of was pacing around like sean miller last night to be honest it was it was, pretty, it was pretty hilarious. So I think if he doesn't want to do TV, because whenever he retires, he'll get whatever TNT or ESPN offer he wants.
4: Um, but you know what's interesting about these guys, though, is with all of their business initiatives off the court, they may be making so much money that they don't even need to – and they've made so much money playing that they don't even need to get into it. I know Draymond will need to be doing something to keep his competitive fire going, but uh, –
2: yeah, I don't know. That's I So it's, so it's going to be JaVale because JaVale, you know, he's he's, he's
1: on the – He mail. breaks down
4: film great. He's the best tech guy.
1: He's the best tech guy. You know, if there's one person that's – you guys remember who's this uh, Tom, Mike Tomlin, who like stepped on the field and tried to trip that one player that, that yeah. was running for – yeah. If there's one guy on the Warriors that would do that in a game and just suddenly pop out of nowhere and try to contest a shot or, or you know, block a shot, that's definitely Draymond. Like he would just all of a sudden run onto the court after doing all that pacing and he would just he would just contest the shot and he just start going crazy. That that would be worth the price of admission right there. Do
4: they have a uh, – what is the number of technicals before a coach gets a one-game suspension? <laughs> That's
3: a great question.
4: With the players at 16, do they – I don't even know what it is for coaches. I don't know. I'm, I'm not
3: sure.
2: I'm going to Google this right now because I'm curious. I, I can't think of a coach who I've heard of who – yeah, because like when a player approaches it, you're like, oh, they're only three away. Or they're only two away. Right. I can't think of a coach who's um. There's even no close to that, right?
3: There's uh, no coach that wild. I don't By know. the way, like how we haven't noticed that, like, or said that Clay Thompson, after he's done playing, is going to be part of Warriors Outsiders, is uh, it's it's irresponsible of us not to say it. <laughs> There's a good chance that Clay Thompson joins us in the booth, and he probably, probably don't even know why he's there. Don't even third. know. Hey Grant, if that's we're hard. still
4: doing this show in like ten years, I want to reevaluate my life.
3: That's a good point. To be fair, if I had to sit with you that many times and do this, that, that's a good point. Yeah. When
1: you guys, anyway. hey, when you guys record those promos, do they does Clay know that, that, that you guys now record with them? Those, uh, does he know who you
3: guys is are? That, is that, that green kind of screen, shows screen up and, like shot
2: in? Yeah, it just shows
3: up. And, well, uh, true, know, true story. He he always loves seeing Schiller because they played against each other in college.
4: So Yeah, Sam, you've tweeted out that picture, right? Of me and Clay <laughs> together. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, no,
2: just the um what's the one? Just a video posturized? of the dunk.
1: Yeah, what's just the video name? of the dunk iconic.
4: Oh Matthew yeah. Bryan Amity. Yeah.
1: Oh, good times.
4: That was Washington, not Washington State. Yeah, come on. I don't on, guys. think I've
2: actually seen a picture of you in um, a college picture. did you have to guard Clay?
4: Uh, I mean every once in a while I got switched on to him. We sure, were actually But you were not
2: his primary matchup. I, I just assume, you know, he's got like, I don't know two
4: inches on you maybe no i'll be honest they did not say hey drew go lock down clay (laughs) that was not part of the game plan they
3: they weren't like hey that six foot seven guy over there yeah yeah, go lock it down drew
4: (laughs) yeah but we were down by uh by 16 with like 12 minutes to go at home and we stormed all the way back and beat him and uh you had some big shots no i don't think i did i just passed it well i don't think oh i I found (laughs) i
2: found a picture we're good grant yeah, grant, was, got, trying to, we're we're grant was trying to we're good you can't you, you can't quite get your contest to the top of his jump shot
4: no <laughs> not quite but no andy yeah grant was trying to be nice to me but we don't uh we don't promote fake news on our podcast <laughs> so hopefully you don't either here
1: look anytime sam uh praises me i'm running with it and, and making all types of stuff up like like you know when Cavs fans start getting really excited like you know they won today against the Cavs. they beat the the thunder uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, the Thunder. It's like the trolling bull for Andy. Like,
2: whoever whoever loses, Andy wins.
4: (laughs) I was going to say, that's a (laughs) tough— So Mike Budenholzer, by the way, leads all coaches with nine technical fouls right now.
2: (laughs) I would never know that. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've not gone out of my way to watch Atlanta this year, as much as I
4: appreciate Kent Bazemore. Wow, oh, I thought you yeah, were just I've, an NBA guy to your core, Sam. I'm disappointed
3: <laughs> in you. I've only I've only seen probably 8 of those texts. I don't remember the names, <laughs>
4: but yeah. Oh, you the ninth. Yeah. I
3: think yeah.
4: I think I can confidently say that I will not watch the Atlanta Hawks play a single game this year because when the Warriors play them coming up twice, I have Santa Cruz okay. games both of those nights. Oh, say,
1: they got to play them two more t- They got to play them twice.
4: They oh, got to play God. the Suns three more times. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. like for oh, some
2: the Warriors have kind of just not played the crappy of crappy teams too they much haven't. this year. It's they're so they're gonna hit sixty seven wins. Then is what we're saying. They're gonna they're gonna go twenty two and two out of the from the All Star break on. Just looking at the schedule here and all this sky is falling. They'll only win sixty three games. Is just gonna look hilarious, right?
1: Well, they they also play a ton of home games after the All Star break too. So yeah. Like, the, yeah, Houston's going to run out of gas, right? You'd think. I mean, those guys playing that many minutes. By the way, I just got a picture. I just see the picture of Drew and, and Clay, and Drew's not barely even in the picture. So, <laughs> shout out to your defense. You're, Dude, I, was, well I was
4: low to the ground. I was, you know, he, <laughs> Clay couldn't go by me. He definitely couldn't go by me. No, you're, you're
2: wide. You got in stick stance. You're
4: good. You, exactly. <laughs> by the way, like... The referees need to get Billy Donovan under control because he's second with seven technicals. What's going on in Oklahoma City, man?
3: Well, he has to defend Russell Westbrook, who has the second most techs in the league behind Draymond, so he has to kind of, like, stand up Wait, for him. Billy Donovan has tech. seven?
2: I, I can't... Now, I do watch a lot of OKC, and I cannot recall Billy Donovan
4: getting a tech. You sound like Jeff Sessions. <laughs>
2: I can't recall. I that. cannot
4: recall.
2: I'm just saying, like, Andy, can you think of... Billy Donovan's generally looks kind of confused. I mean, he's, he's always reserved. (laughs) He's never like, I mean, like Steve Kerr pop, uh, all these coaches, like they get demonstrative from time to time. I can't remember a time like Billy Donovan has stomped on the court and made like a big scene about a call.
4: I agree. I agree.
3: Has he, has he shrunk in size too, by the way? No, I, he I just, has, know, he he just has taller players because he's in the pros. Try. He's just yeah, that's maybe that's what it is. He's just he's just standing next to bigger players because he just looks smaller and smaller to me every time. Yeah, and
2: OKC might, as, like, 6, 6, he, OKC might have the biggest team. have the biggest team in the NBA. Like, I mean, Russell Westbrook's what, like six four, basically, and he's right. the smallest guy in their lineup. So it's just, you know, if
3: uh, for Raymond,
4: for in, Raymond Felton, Raymond Felton, oh, that's Felton's true, like a clean that's five eight.
2: If I was Billy Donovan, I'd be standing next to Raymond Felton all the time.
4: So <laughs> Donovan Donovan is tied for a second with Spo and uh who do you who do you think? Who who do you think is the occur?
3: I I mean Doc has to be out there somewhere.
4: JB Bickerstaff, who's been the head coach in Memphis for like a month.
1: <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I mean, you see that number where they had like eight teams fighting for the top spot in the in the tankathon. They're all now, one I mean,
2: game apart, yeah.
1: God, these guys have got to be miserable. These coaches, just God, anyway. We're, we're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna direct this somewhere else, guys. We're gonna talk anyway. about the Cavs. We're gonna talk about the Cavs and and the fact that they are back. <laughs> fourth <laughs>
4: finals. They're gonna sweep row. the Warriors, obviously.
1: Woo! <laughs> but they do look nice. Rodney Hood. Yeah. Rodney Hood,
2: George Hill. <laughs> I just had to yell that. The, You just have to yell out Rodney Hood.
1: You just yell by the way, Rodney Hood, the only guy in the NBA that I don't understand why when he gets like half an injury, he sits out for like three weeks. So um, I'm not saying that he's soft. I just don't understand. <laughs> but like, you're saying he's soft. <laughs> I just don't. Listen, I'm not he trying to be a fastball. He had
2: issues but... in three games in this season, like where he would it'd just be like he'd leave in the first quarter and it's like, uh, was it gastronitis or how Basically, much
1: Chipotle do you have to eat? Yeah, you know? That's all I'm crazy. saying. It's like, See, I it's thought a very polite Andy, way of saying, you know. Got the shits.
4: Yeah. I thought that Andy would respect Rodney Hood for the way he knocked the cell phone out of the hands of that fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to be honest. I had him on my fantasy team this year, and he was out for that long, and that was just another.
3: Oh, that's where it just I had, be on, honest. I had
2: him on my team last year, and it was frustrating. And, you know, it's it, one of the quintessential um we'll score 30 points one night and we'll score two points the next night type of play
3: yeah um i i'm gonna make a bold statement here and uh i'm just throwing it out there you guys can disagree with me and you probably will but we look back on finals teams and we go how the heck did that team make the finals like i don't know just looking back i don't know maybe the nets team a long time ago but
4: no jason Kitzlander allowed thank you
3: yeah, thank you. I, actually, I'm a huge J-Kid fan, besides the whole coaching thing. But this Cavs team, if they make the finals, has to be the worst one in recent memory to make Ooh. a finals. Oh, LeBron I don't, James I, is I don't on that know team. about that. LeBron just... James is on the team, but otherwise, name a player. Now, Kevin Love is – Yeah,
4: uh, man, I was going to say, I think you're forgetting that he's out right
3: now. No, no, Kevin Love, I, I, I do recognize that he's there. But we're literally talking about George Hill, Rodney Hood, and Joran Clarkson are now like hey, their new Junior. Yeah, and and Jr. Smith. You oh, know, the like, whole point. Yeah. that has to be the worst team I, I think I've ever heard going to a finals. Now LeBron James and I was telling Drew this before. It just shows how incredible LeBron James is that he makes this team a finals team. But like, I I don't know. Do would you? If you saw that, well, roster it speaks more season. to the, more to East, the East. Is trash. Yeah. Right. It's like, I, mean, I think first, we all
2: like, we all like yeah. Boston in like a couple years or something or Philly also, but it's like, you know, Jalen well,
4: Brown. Look, and at, look at Sam backpedaling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still you're, think they're, you're, getting you're Mr. Celtic.
3: they're getting there. They're getting He throws
1: Philly in there. He knows, he
3: knows. <laughs> he knows. You just w- I, I
2: I trust my boy Stevens. We'll figure hey, it out.
3: Milwaukee's red hot. Are they? I don't know. Kind of. Oh, they three out of six. The they're
1: eight <laughs> and two
4: in the last ten. Yeah, so, they got the new
1: coach. Anyway,
4: uh, no. So I, Grant's I, I, point is that they have LeBron, who you could say is still the best player in the world. They have Kevin Love, who's probably in, what, the 20 to he's 24 range.
2: all-star. Yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. So, top, you know, probably 20. And then after that, there's a pretty significant fall off to when the next best player is. So... Correct. You know, when you look at it from that perspective, I, I can understand your point. When the Warriors have four of the top, you know, well, look six, at eight, all the teams. Look, look at all the teams in the, in the West,
3: the the top teams, and you look at the the roster, what they're made up of, and the fact that the Spurs are this far, like, doing this well into the season without Kawhi Leonard is just incredible. But you're talking like a Kawhi and LaMarcus, and just the role players around them, I think, are better than uh than the Cavs, in my opinion and the rockets have some studs on their team so do the timberwolves and the thunder it's just it's just mind-blowing and maybe it, that's what it is maybe it's just because of the east and i like how we always ignore the toronto raptors no matter um, what we just gosh. ignore the raptors
2: we've all been kind of just they've gotten us what every time you want to buy them they disappoint you so I'm just taking the, you know, but they a different show, team. Sh- show it they to me it 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 in arc. May. Show it to me in May. Let me I'm see. I'm
1: uh- and Fred VanVleet in May. <laughs> <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I, I
3: mean, I, I, they're a different. They're launching threes. I, I don't know. I, I actually don't. I, I
4: need to, to see Kyle Lowry
2: not throw up all over exactly. The playoffs.
4: Okay, just once. That's fair. Just once. And That's fair. I mean, yeah, DeRozan. Are you trying to say that he? Are you trying to say that he plays games too stuffed? <laughs>
3: okay hold on a second just let's hold on a second pre-game. do not <laughs> do not laugh at drew's dumb joke right there that's a dumbass joke no, i guess- say take off your clothes podcast and i hear fucking crickets and he makes it one joke and everyone laughs wow grant how
4: good did you just feel to drop an f-bomb on this podcast Jeez.
3: i mean it's like the first time i got to do it on like some sports media and i felt really good about it actually <laughs> to be honest i mumbled it so I could, you couldn't really tell if I was saying frickin' or the other one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: yeah. by, by the way, 2011 Mavs in the Heat. I think the that Mavs team maybe was. I mean, maybe better. The Mavs, Mavs sure. team
2: had a bunch of names who. Yeah, Jason Terry, Jason Kidd. Right. It's gonna I mean, be. LeBron choked that series, right? Sean maybe. Marion, a bunch yeah, of guys Sean who Marion. actually hadn't been good. You know, okay. special for yeah. a couple years. But when you look at the roster, you're like, oh, that guy's an all-star but uh, really.
4: Josh Howard was really good.
3: <laughs> I don't think yeah, was. Yeah, he okay. was on that Josh Howard in today's NBA would be a stud. He could shoot a three, three and D type guy. Josh God, Howard. he would.
4: I did not expect us to mention Josh Howard on this podcast. I got I to gotta be honest.
3: You just,
1: just never know yeah, I mean, where you go. Anything is possible in uh, late years. Anything I, is possible. What I, think is the,
2: what I think is the best part of the Cavs trade is, um, on a different note, is Isaiah and Jay Crowder's Quotes nonstop. They're they're like in a competition with Kyrie oh, yeah. for just kind of seeing who can slander Cleveland the most. It's like Isaiah's <laughs> out here going, We don't practice, or we didn't practice in Cleveland. It's just great to be on a team that actually practices. And Jay Crowder's, you know, it's so great to have a system and like an organized you know, way we play basketball. That's how I like to play basketball. So I'm enjoying that. And meanwhile, you have Kyrie in Cleveland, you know, absolutely batch it, like no clue what he's saying about anything (laughs) at at all. Just talking about how very woke he is at all times.
1: (laughs) No, that's funny because you remember KD did the same for a few months after he left OKC. I'm talking about like he's learning so much more now. It's like opening his eyes to the game of basketball. Like he just <laughs> discovering You learned how
2: side. to set a. Well, he
1: still hasn't really learned how to set a screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, still still learning how to box out for Russ. But like, that's that's funny. I mean, what did Crowder say? He said something too, right? Uh, about like being in better rhythm and they have, didn't he score then he shoot like three three make three threes and score like 15 points the first game he was a jazz like that was the best game he's played all season like it's crazy how like at a certain point we're gonna see jordan clarkson miss a couple shots and rodney hood miss a couple shots and then you'll you'll see everyone say listen These guys aren't that good. Like, you know, hood's injury prone. These guys can't make open shots. LeBron's got to start trait. these guys. Just to to be
2: clear, the Jay Crowder quote was, I got back to having fun playing basketball (laughs) with a great group of guys. I love playing within a system. It's going to be fun.
4: Guys, you guys are completely forgetting the fact that LeBron will simply get everybody together in a room and they will try all these different types of wines and everyone will come together, and they will work through this all. It will not be a problem. They'll head to Napa. And oh, yeah. they'll go to Sonoma, too, and everything will be just great. I cannot Napa believe. Napa and Sonoma. Yeah, uh-huh. I can't believe we've been talking here for almost 40 minutes, and we didn't talk about the fact that LeBron James is like an alcoholic with wine.
3: By the way, an he, alcoholic he loves, he loves
2: Napa. More more credence to the gonna sign for the minimum. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> gonna take over yep. for Zaza as the screen setting passing center that the words <laughs> have always wanted.
4: Put no, up a little, yeah. <laughs> a little French, French laundry. Yeah. That Baxter Holmes article was great. In fact, I learned something today. I learned what an enophilia is.
3: Please tell us.
4: It's a lover of wine.
3: Yeah. God.
4: Is that how you pronounce it? I, I looked it up on Wikipedia so you know it's true.
3: It's wild. Oh,
1: okay. he, he just he, he just can't get enough attention. First, it's we might take a meeting with the Warriors if they can open up Max's room. And now it's I love wine. Dude, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man.
4: He literally said he drinks it every day and <sighs> that he's playing the, uh, the best basketball of his life. So I'm just going to keep doing it.
3: I mean, I, I'm going to say this. They do say one glass of red every day is supposed to be good for your heart health. And I understand whatever LeBron's taking from wine and Germany is really working for him. <laughs>
4: yes. <laughs> and Steph and KD were both mentioned in that article too about their uh, wine preferences.
1: Oh, maybe I'll read it. They're you should. <laughs> they're maybe, they're, maybe, they're maybe. up. Please tell, yeah.
2: please tell me which players were big into white wine so I can just make fun of them. Kyrie, Kyrie.
4: <laughs> um J.R. Smith had a funny quote in it when he was asked about Chardonnay. Of he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically just said, Yep, real taste like butter. Like butter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, man. This he is ended.
4: what I and KD, KD is a uh, let's see here. He likes to unwind after a game with a richer, fuller-bodied Pinot Noir.
3: <laughs> yeah, KD, me too. Yeah, AD's me for too. Sure,
1: the person that like tries to to like be cool about it. Like he has, definitely has no idea what he's talking about. But it's like <laughs> everybody likes it, and everybody's drinking some wine. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna about how this has a little ashy feel to it, and, and all These that. These dudes all
2: just have too much money and take too many business <laughs> meetings because they're they're turning into every one of our bosses who just has yeah. this like bullshit wine story they tell you for yeah thirty minutes, and they
3: <laughs> and they tell you about what new driver they just bought. You know what yeah, I mean? it's, just like, it's always that's your two it, things, and then first of all, to be fair, I I, I do side with KD in this one. Like every now and then, if I want to sound <laughs> smart, like. I asked somebody like, "Hey, tell me what's like. If I ask for this whiskey at a bar, everyone would be like, oh, this guy knows his stuff.'
4: Oh, you know. Yeah.
3: So I, you know, I, I do have some of those in my memory bank just in case I need to pull them out. What so, do you got? The, like a Glenn telling, Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. A
4: Glenn oh,
3: Levitt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: go sure. <laughs> uh, That's what I was saying. But yeah, go ahead.
4: I was gonna say you're telling me that you are not uh, gonna watch that new basketball show that KD is producing with the <laughs> the Apple. Apple or whatever, yeah. You don't think well, he's you don't think he's writing the scripts?
1: <laughs> Look, remember the one he had about him, like his road to the championship last year, where 35. he had it uh, on Nike. I'm gonna be honest, man. It was pretty. Like I was pretty
3: zoned out watching those things. You calling it a snooze fest? Is that what you're saying? A little bit.
4: No, what he's trying to say is Steph better. Steph better. <laughs> Steph better. That's what he's trying to say.
1: <laughs> oh, that's uh, well we got a, uh we've got a oh do we want to do fake news real fake news sam actually yeah let's let's do it let's do it real quick
4: yeah it's valentine's day eve guys okay
1: <laughs> drew's got big plans yeah really big stuff <laughs> sleep by 10 actually that's sam's schedule but um <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll go uh we'll go with the first this will be quick because we actually got into this in the beginning so real or fake news whichever one both you at once not together Pat right. McCall will be a Warrior player next season. Real oh, that's news. real news. Okay, you, you guys don't yeah, need to I, elaborate if you don't want to. <laughs> we don't. We don't need any more
3: G League analysis. So, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, on that, on that one, we kind of said <laughs> re- real news. He'll be back.
4: And well, and Steve Kerr after the game the other night said that they absolutely love Pat McCaw and they expect him to be a part of the future for a long time. So you know how Steve loves his guys and uh, yeah, real news.
1: I think he'll be good, man. Like I actually think he's
2: totally in his own head right now. Like we we all know how good he can be. And that's, that's not even assuming, you know, he's going to probably be better at 25 than he is at 22, but he's like young guys slump, especially when they play on a really good team where they don't get consistent minutes.
4: And Correct. when they are restricted free agents and they start to overthink their potential contracts, mm-hmm. Correct.
2: Mm-hmm. It's going to suck for him when he only gets seven to 8 million next year. That's a really, remember, remember in the preseason when he was
1: saying he was excited of the money that he was getting, man, that kind of, that's crazy. Uh,
2: well, yeah. All right. Cool. Next, next one. Uh, real or fake news. OKC is a bigger problem for the Warriors than Houston
4: fake news fake, next question
3: fake, fake news as well oh Sam. Oh, you guys disagree fake? with me
1: on this oh.
3: yes yeah I, I, I think i think thunder can pose a threat just with like you know the way paul jordan steven adams play against the warriors i think those two are the biggest threats but their lack of depth i don't think russell westbrook is the uh key to taking down the warriors but on the flip side houston man they added what, what some about, depth what about houston cheers you Oh god! Uh, here we it, go. It's not. It's just that at any day they can just turn it on offensively and beat you. And then not only that, they added some grit defensively. And your PJ Tucker, Luke Rishard, and Bob Mute, Even Chris Paul can d up a little bit. I just think uh, every now and then, if they, it. yeah, if they can get hot, and which they are very capable of doing, they can always steal a few games from the Warriors. I
4: got to call Sam out real quick here for a second. Do it, Sam. <laughs> you love James Harden, like oh, yeah. you. He's I just your don't, I don't think and, the, and Russell Westbrook is not your boy. So I'm just surprised by your point of view here.
2: So uh, let me explain it real quick. I cannot see a team who wants to run up and down with the Warriors and just play high pick and roll basketball posing a serious threat to them. Like Houston literally plays into the Warriors hands. The reason the Thunder First off, I think the Warriors take both of them in under six games if they play them. But the reason OKC is more of a problem is because they are the two things they're best at are the two things the Warriors struggle at most. They're really good on off on the offensive glass. Steven Adams is a monster and they force a ton of turnovers. Paul George, it's that they are good at the things that the Warriors are most susceptible to being I, I guess weak at is is the best way to put it. Whereas okay. Houston just tries to play into the Warriors' hands, and I'm sure they can outshoot the Warriors one night. But the way the way I see it, Houston beat the Warriors when they were playing lethargic on last minute shots. The Warriors weren't even trying very hard in that Saturday night game, and Houston needed James Harden to hit step backs to win it. The Warriors weren't yeah. trying against and OKC. And
4: didn't play.
3: Yeah. But and, they're all that's that's rig, that's regular season. True, again. but I'm I, saying I the Warriors
2: didn't try against OKC and they got absolutely demolished, which is to say like the things they do do their things true. that the Warriors aren't great at. Like if anything, I think Russell Westbrook's the reason the Warriors will beat them easily because he's just going to end up shooting them out of games. But um that's true. It's it's that it's it's the Paul George and Adams factor versus like, am I really that worried about Luke Richard Muban Mute and P.J. Tucker? Like if the Warriors show up, they handle that.
3: OK, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and by the way, Andy Liu uh, te- uh, tweeting right now while we talk is an all timer right now.
4: <laughs> uh, Grant checking Twitter while we're talking. It's I, I, <laughs> listen,
3: it it's was the just same refreshing. thing. It would just refreshed on my computer, and I see it. And he's in. And I don't think Andy, I don't think Andy listened to any of this. Wait,
1: it's funny. I mean, it's Andy's
2: funny. heard me say this many times.
1: <laughs> but this is hilarious because th- this is the next. Uh, this is the next real <laughs> fake news question. Is Grant is the Andy Lou of Warriors outside? <laughs> <laughs> on and off the pod, on and off the court.
3: Uh, Drew, what
1: do you think?
4: <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm definitely not
3: the Andy Lou. So yeah, you're de- you're definitely the Sam, for sure. You both live out in the East Bay. You had oh, a, oh, so. I live in the city. You know that. Oh, oh no, no, sorry. Your parents. Your family. Bay. Yeah, your family lives out in the East Bay. <laughs> Drew basically um, lives you know, with my parents. You yeah. like that quiet life out there, and then there's Andy and I just tearing up the city with Jimmy G. Us three, we go out together. uh We all tweet together. It's really fun. We-
1: doing together shout out jimmy shout out jimmy g spot which is still my favorite nickname i mean come on (laughs) jay jay don't bleep it out but oh man or do actually if 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 you want but yeah all right well so yeah i guess i guess that's a good comparison say we got one more i think we'll do one one last one
2: all right the dino the dinosaur lineup core so livingston and west will be back next year
3: i have a hot
4: take on that one Ooh, go for um, it. to start this season. Oh, man. Like they um, will be
2: on the Warriors roster in
4: 2018-19. I, uh, I'm going fort- to say fake news because I, I, I bet one of them is not. I, Correct.
3: I and I and I know the easy answer is to say David West and be reti- retiring, but I'm telling you what, I think there's a chance the Warriors trade away the dollar. Oh, You're sick. I don't.
4: I don't know if, if they win the title. I don't know if they do that during the summer. Um, right. But we've heard. I know Tim Kawakami is already on the record saying that he thinks that there's going to be a shakeup um, uh, this summer when it comes to the roster. But
2: and we know Swaggy's not going anywhere. So <laughs>
1: okay, wait, hold, hold up. So, but, but what are the realistic <laughs> options here? So let's say they win, which is what everyone is expecting to happen. Um, what What are they Going to like who are they going to trade? Who wants Igadala with that contract?
3: Well, there's always teams like, that think the, that there are teams yeah. that always think that his leadership or what he brings to the team is something that could help improve their roster, and they just assume that they come to their roster, he have more playing time. Now there is uh, a, a a very known thought throughout the league that Igadala is a tough person to work with, um, so. I don't know if another team would be willing to take on his his personality and contract, but I think there would be plenty of teams that would actually take him if they sent some money back towards the uh, Warriors.
4: There's not a lot of cap space this summer, though. Sixteen million dollars is going to be tough for for any- Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's Iguodala that gets traded this summer, especially if the Warriors win the title. But you know, David West may may win it and say, "Yeah, I could come back, but you know, I'm done."
3: Yeah. Or then there's Sean who's making what is it seven eight eight eight, eight. yeah. Uh, I mean, so, I think you know, all, the, it,
2: I think they're all tradable, uh, but just because they're only yeah. out two years after this. Like if, exactly, if you want a veteran leader, you're like, well, he'll be good for at least one year.
4: Well, Liv- Livingston's only two million guaranteed in year three. Correct. Right. So that's why he's even more tradable.
1: Yo, I don't, I don't think if you're talking about mix up like you're talking about like shaking up the roster i don't think that's it though. i don't think it's like those periphery guys i think i think it's more hey are, are we gonna trade Draymond and clay now for anthony davis or are we gonna do it next year i like like i, I think that's what is is the shake up because I, I just don't think i mean i don't think anybody w- wants to take on that money that's why pat mccall is gonna sign like a, a you know five million a year extension right and then so then you well, start to think about getting
4: that much money
1: so maybe not right? and then nick young well, depends, the so. the depends on how the rest
3: of the season goes depends on how the rest and postseason so yeah.
1: you know and, and so i think it's it, it have to be maybe they stumble uh, against houston maybe it takes them six games to beat houston and maybe it takes them six games to beat boston right it, which is a tough matchup maybe boston gets there or maybe toronto gets there and it takes them six games so then they start to think like you know, maybe we can lose and it's worth trading away for Anthony Davis. I don't know, but I think that'd be the, that would be the pretty, that'd be the shakeup, but that might not be for two years is what I'd, is what I'd guess.
3: Yeah. I think, I think sound
4: means it's time.
3: Yeah. I think that means it's up. Uh, If they got any inclination at all, that Clay Thompson was going to move on to another team and not resign with the Warriors, uh, then the trade would happen. They would absolutely trade him. Um, He's he's
2: going to the Lakers. He wants to play with a real point guard.
3: So. If they had any inclination, that's what they would do. But I, I if from everything you hear, um, it, Clay wants to be with the Warriors. So I, I'll, I I, do think they'd keep the core together if they win another championship.
4: Is that real point guard with the Lakers? Is that, is that Isaiah Thomas or is that Lavar Ball's son?
2: <laughs> Ooh, you'll have to tune in next week to find out.
4: <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> I, can answer, I can answer that. No, no, it's okay. I'll answer it next week.